This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track monitored accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. To hell and back is in the job description. Being roughed up, scuffed up, run over, kicked, thrown, dropped, dunked, and done the unthinkable is a duty we've embraced for more than 40 years. Through superior engineering and constant innovation, only Pelican has conquered the chaos a life of ambition can dish out. And we've done it to empower you. Welcome to the Reel Down on Paddle and Fin with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything in tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to the Reel Down on Monday night, Paddling Finn. How you doing, Jimmy? Doing pretty good, man. What's up? Not much. Do you ever use that oil lantern lantern back there? I always see that. I'm like, is that doing um, My wife has a mild obsession with antique oil lanterns. Um, we don't actually use any of them, but they look good sitting all over the house, apparently. I mean, I like them. I, I want to use one. She doesn't want me to ruin it. So I guess she could do it, like if power goes out. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've all got the little wicks and everything in them. I just got to get the oil for them. Yeah. I mean, we, we used to use them whenever I was a kid. It seemed like if the power went out, that's what we used. I wonder why. I know, know, we, we've got like 438 flashlights around here and all sorts of LED lanterns. That's right. All right. Well, uh, what, what you been up to, man? How you doing? I know last week you had to miss because you hurt your back, but how how you doing now? 
I'm doing, I'm doing all right. Uh, just nursing, trying not to like work too hard or lift too much just for a few more days. Uh, which is kind of hard cause I've still been working the whole time. So, but, uh, when I hurt myself, I was taking the camper down to Gunnersville. So I've had it down there since last Monday. So I've just been kind of using that as home base, which is nice, you know, change yeah. of scenery came back here to do the podcast and then I'm headed right back. How far are you from there? Like an hour? Is that what it is? Yeah. To the, to the campground I'm at, it's about an hour. Uh, I can be on like my favorite fishing spot in like 50 minutes or so from actually. So I'm probably an hour and 15 minutes from the campground, but it's not to me. That's just as much as I drive and travel, that's not really a big trip. Let's do a podcast or something like that. And then boom, you're there. Sucks <laughs> being on Gunnersville and you can't fish, especially right now. Like the fishing's can be so good this time of year, you know? It's been, you know, listening, like we had a bunch of guys camped around us that were there, like, you know, hardcore fishing for the, the bass, bass cash blast. Bat, however you pronounce it. You can't, there's fish all in the lake that have got, um, little ID tags. And if you catch one, it's like a thousand bucks. Um, then there's one in the lake for a free boat, one for a free truck, but there's, it attracts all sorts of people. There's, there's actually guys that like follow it through the country. And, um, they said the fishing has just been scattered all over the place. And then we had the cold front last week and then it rained a lot there last week. So even though I haven't fished, I don't think I've missed anything, but it's supposed to be, uh, it was in like I think it touched eighty today. It's gonna be eighty three tomorrow. So I'm gonna go give it a swing tomorrow. There you go. Yeah, we had our uh, our little Iron City Cack Anglers tournament this weekend. Uh, here, that's my local club and did well. Uh, on Logan Martin got seventh, and and the weights nice. packed at top. I was like one, you know, one. I needed a kicker to be in the money here. but like uh, I was right there. I caught a lot of fish. It just you have to fish clean to to win and. Did you go up up not. north again? Like no, did? I did not. I, I fished in Mid Lake this time. I mean, cool. I, uh, everybody has their own thing. I, my boy Chuck, he's one and one. He was down south, so Chuck Wise, man, he's um, he got first, and Coley McGowan, he got fourth. Both of them uh, were on the Alabama Hammers KFL team together, and they did great. And if y'all know about Chuck Wise, I mean, seriously, he's He's about to have a kid, so he's not going to be able to – well, his wife is. He's not. But, the, uh, yeah, I mean, if Chuck is legit as anybody else out there, I'm, I'm really happy he won, too. I mean, me and him are – you know, we're fishing partners, and he, uh, you know, he put in a lot of time and effort. So it's, it's nice whenever somebody who puts in the work wins, and he absolutely deserved it. I think that's – he got second in the first one. I think he won the second event. And then he won a third event, so he's yeah, he's on fire. You're definitely starting to see more hammers down y'all's way. I mean, and not that they haven't always, you know, been good down there or nothing like that. But I know, like, uh, Coley McGowan, was it Lance Coley? Uh, yeah, Lance and, is on our team, too. And, and, uh, he's excellent. Chuck, those are all three killer guys down that way. Those yeah, are the three yeah. dudes to be reckoned with down there. Chuck, Chuck Fish for Auburn, he... Uh, you know, he was on the Auburn, the infamous Auburn team now. But uh, whenever I was fishing at Montebello, he was fishing, which, you know, we're number one right now. But, uh, yeah, he was at Auburn while I was at Montebello. And, I, and we were usually ranked above them at time. Yeah. But, sorry. He, he's getting there. you back now. Yeah, he is. 
<laughs> yeah, but I, I didn't get to practice or anything, so I didn't deserve to win. But I, I did well. I can't complain. It was fun. I call a mess of fish. I just a lot of them came unbuttoned, and you know them big Coosa River spots. You, you they're hard to all get in. You, you're going to miss a couple, but it is what it is. All right. Congrats, man! I didn't know it was going on. I've I've had terrible service all week, so good job. Yeah, that's all right. So uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and get to the show tonight. We have two great guests. We said we were going at three, but the third guy, TJ, is catfishing. Can't blame him because I love to eat catfish too. So, you know, you do it. I'd rather be catfishing than being here on the show too. So uh, I'm not mad at him. Right now, too. These are the good nights, not too hot and muggy yet. That's right. But we've got uh, Queen, the guys from Queen City Kayak Bass Fishing. Uh, we've got Tim Tao. He won their what is it, Lake Wiley. He won their Lake Wiley event. And TJ was going to be on. He was second, but he's not here. But we also have Vinny Ferrari. Hope I said that right. It feels like I always say that wrong. Yeah, but the, uh, yeah, he got third, and he's also the commissioner. He's the one who runs the whole shebang. And if y'all don't know, Queen City is probably the biggest grassroots club in the country. There's like one or two, you know, like top. We'll make it. We won't argue because uh, I will definitely get a message. I'll say top three, like 100% top, top two, probably. But uh, yeah, depends on the week. There was yeah, some no, like, we're floating the line already here. <laughs> yeah. what? Uh, you can send a message to me. That's fine. Hey, this there week, you go. I yeah, like this that. week I had 81 and another club had over, over 100 this week. They usually have over 100. Like You want to talk averages or you want to talk this week? What's the average? You probably, I'm sure <laughs> you know, I think we're at one 121 right now. Yeah. I think is what we're at. That's not yeah, bad. You can't argue. And, no, yeah, yeah. two fifty coming next next event at Hobie. Oh, the Hobie. Yeah. <laughs> All was love for whoever you're talking Hobie? about. All love. I'm just messing around. Oh yeah, but the uh, yeah, man. So thank you all for being on show and congrats on tournament. Uh, first, Tim, we've never had you on before, man. Can you kind of tell everybody who you are, what you're about, and what you do whenever you're not fishing? Yeah. So I'm Tim. Uh, you know, I've been doing a lot of the kayak fishing since I was little, you know, in high school. Uh, I did it when I was, you know, I, I think I was probably one of the younger guys to start doing it. Um, I got into the, the you know, the Southeast uh, youth kayak fishing with Stephen Patrick and their uh, group over there. And I kind of just kept with it for the for a long time, you know. Um, I fished with Queen City whenever they started coming up. I fished a few of those CK events, too, as well, when they were still there, too. I mean, they're still here, but. I fish a lot more of the Queen Cities now. It's just a little closer to home. But, um, yeah, i just been doing that. And uh, I kind of stepped away from it for a little bit as uh, college got a little more intense. But now that I graduated, you know, I got a little more time. We know. <laughs> so, you know, it's cool just to come back to uh, Lake Wiley because last year I didn't get to fish it because things got a little too intense with school. But uh, this year, you know, got a little chance to go out there. So that's my home lake. There you go. Uh, and Vinny, how about you, man? If people don't know who you are, you should know who Vinny is. Like world-renowned native kayak team member, pretty much runs. You and a couple other guys run the show over there, and you run Queen City, and you're a hell of an angler. So, yeah, who are you, man? Um, Vinny Ferrari. I've been in the kayak game now about going on about ten years, uh, competitively fishing. Um, I'm a teacher full time. I teach PE right now. Um, K through five. So having fun with that, teaching them all different kinds of sports and stuff, helping out coaching softball, coach, flag football, 
And then on the side of all that, I get to run Queen City. Um, pretty big trail here in the Carolinas, as you previously mentioned. Um, I used to be a pretty good angler. I forgot how to fish for the last year and a half and uh, figured it out a little bit on Saturday. Probably got more lucky than anything. But um, I've been on here a few times. Uh, I think most people know who I am, but just happy to be here, represent the sport that we all love and represent my Carolinas. And I can't tell you how good of an angler and a person Tim is. And uh, we knew coming in a while he would be a serious threat. And he went home with that money. Thank you. Thank you. I have, <laughs> I have a question right out of the gate. Uh-oh. What? I'm trying to think of the best way to word this. We'll start with it this way. So what is uh, easier? PE with K through five or running Queen City? Which one has more kids? So due as to far virtual, as attitude and Jimmy's a TD too, so he, he knows what's up. So here's the difference. I don't expect my K through five to read anything. I expect my adults <laughs> in Queen City to read. So when they don't read it in school, I'm like, well, that's okay. But when they don't read it as adults, I'm like, dude, really? Like, <laughs> so uh, do, you ever, do you ever just go to PE class and be like, I appreciate each and every one of y'all. <laughs> no, I love my job. I really do. I love my kids. Um, I taught middle school for 10 years, for a decade, uh, six through eight. And then, yeah, and then I switched over when I saw my daughter having fun in school. And I was like, I was in some pretty rough environments. I was like, you know what? It's time for some kind of change. But I didn't necessarily want to leave the the art of teaching. So I was like, let me just try to get into an elementary school. And if I get lucky, I'll get lucky. And I got in one of the best elementary schools. And it is completely different than middle school. I'm talking about I pretty much had to start over. I had to relearn everything. And I love it. I really do. K and one stress me out a little bit, but you got to understand they're five and six and you have all these great expectations for them and they come in and they just want to tell you that they lost a tooth or they got a new puppy or their nose is running down to their chin or, you know, so it's just like, oh yeah, lesson plan for what, but I love I, it. It's I, fun. I, I'm a four-year-old turns five in August, so I'm, I'm pretty much know which I'm out there. And this year it's been a whole nother level because they sat home for the first, what, oh, you know, man. I don't even know how many months. And and now we throw them back in the classroom and I'm loud and fairly intimidating. So if I'm the first person you see after seven months of Zoom, it's like, you want me to do what now? <laughs> <laughs> so, but I love it, man. It's a good time. And I, I love my kids and I've been watching them go play some baseball games and some softball games at night. And I'm extremely busy. Just put it at that. I feel you, my Yeah. So, yeah, we'll go ahead and, uh, well, congrats on the tournament. Thank you all for being on. Uh, We'll go ahead and jump in the tournament. Uh, So, one of y'all want to kind of give us a rundown. I guess, Tim, if that's your home lake, kind of tell us what Lake Wild is all about if somebody's never been there before. Or is it both y'all's home lake? Because y'all live right there. Yeah, both of us. (laughs) It took Tim and I a combined probably nine minutes to get to our ramps on Saturday. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, whoever (laughs) wants to get on the lake. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, so Lake Wiley, you know, that lake, especially this time of year, I mean, you'll get a lot of bites for the most part, but you know, we had a cold front come in, so it kind of changed things a little bit. But (laughs) for the most part, you're gonna get a lot of bites, a lot of them from 14 to 15 inches. (laughs) Like, you know, just finding anything that's above a 17 incher, it can go a long ways in that tournament. So, you know, you know, you can always go, um, the two patterns that normally run on Wiley 
is either you start out the morning fishing, you know, like the shad spawn and the schooling fish, or you find those cruising, you know, wolf pack kind of bass that kind of either the one they're, I assume they're post-spawn. So, you know, they're kind of just moving around. Um, you see a lot of the bigger females, you know, one or two of them just kind of cruising around. So you can pick one of those off here and there, and those are normally your better fish, but um, any of those fish, like you can always fill out your limit pretty quickly with um, you know, schooling fish. But uh, I typically stay away from those because it just, I know myself, I, I guess I get caught up with catching them and I'll keep catching, 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 catching. And they'll all be like 15 inches, 16 inches. But, uh, but overall, you know, Wiley fish is great this time of year, but um, we had that crazy storm and crazy uh, weather system come through. It really kind of, you know, screwed up with a lot of people's patterns that they had pa- uh, during practice. Uh, you can see because, you know, Facebook, uh, I got worried because you see people with like 73, 75 inch limits in, in practice. Like that dude right there. And I was like, man, dude, we're going to have it really uh, cut out for us. But And that, that, they have a four fish limit, by the way. I forget right. that every time. Yeah, the only every club time. in the country where the four fish he, he, I was like, man, he's bragging on 70s. That's not yeah, really yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. wait, no, that's, that's great. Not for a five fish. If that was a five fish, man, that's a tough day. He's <laughs> 14s and he's happy. What? <laughs> You're right. Maybe a tough day, man. <laughs> but yeah, uh, four fish limit, though. But he got 75, 73 around there and, you know, got me a little scared. But I went out there for my practice and it was a little tough, too. So, But, you know, tournament day came around and it was the right bites. So it's it's mostly spots then, right? Is that usually no? No, no. I, I recently, I think the last like three years is when I started seeing a lot of spots. Now, at least we're at the bottom of the lake. Um, but usually it's mostly largemouth. But I, I've been. Can I jump in here? Yeah. yeah. So it is not known for a spotted bass lake at all. It used to be, you know, eight nine years ago. Tim was still in preschool. Um, <laughs> the top of the lake where the river comes in out of Mountain Island, you would catch endless spotted bass. Then it would turn all upper to mid would be all largemouth. And then you would catch, in my opinion, spots again at the lower, lower, lower end. You used to never catch a spotted bass in the middle of the lake or where I fished this weekend. I've won four tournaments running the same pattern I've, I ran this weekend. And in all of those tournaments, I never caught a spotted bass. I caught 35 plus spotted bass this weekend. So tournament fishing, and just the population of spotted bass, it's changing the lake. And I think guys like Tim and I who fish the lake often, live on the lake, are seeing a, a really a big flip in how Wiley fishes. Because you have these spots who, they move more than largemouth. They sit deeper. They suspend more. So the lake as a whole is changing. And what he said about catching those big largemouth, those cruisers, and he had a 20-incher pretty early. I got through the grapevine. And, you know, that's that's a big, wily fish. And uh, I got saw an ad pop up. I'm sorry. And uh, so those are the kind of fish you need. You, if you get on those schools of 14-inch spotted bass like I did, you get stuck out there with them, and you just got to hope to catch a kicker. But, yeah, the lake is absolutely changing. And then, like he said, we got smashed with that cold front and monsoon. I personally was not on a shad spawn bite, but anglers were. And the lake is covered in riprap and rock. So it's like you go out. You look at your riprap, the shatter everywhere, you catch fish. Well, <laughs> what did it drop, Tim? 15 degrees, and it dumped two inches of rain on us. And I don't know if anyone got on a real shad spawn bite, but I know I didn't. And uh, everybody got kind of flustered, and the numbers dropped. And a lot of fish were caught, but there were a lot of 14s caught, too. Gotcha. And, and those are, Luke Turner asked, those are Alabama spotted bass? 
They're yeah, they're Alabama. Yeah. They're the ones that everybody complains about in uh in Lake Norman. They're just coming down the system. And there is that a blueback herring lake? I know a lot of them over there are, right? No, it's not. But yeah. are they in there? I mean, they might be getting in there, but they're not. It's not a blueback herring lake. Before we get into the the day one and day two, Tim, a question for you. Tell us just without giving up any of your secrets. I know you're talking about roaming fish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is something when they're pre-spawn, I will play with that. Any other time of the year, I do not even waste my time with roaming fish. Like, how do you break that down and like, you know, make those catches happen? Yeah. So a lot of, well, for practice, for example, um, you know, we had sunny skies for that first day when I was out there. So I can actually see, you know, just the general areas where they're going to be at. Uh, you know, they weren't really locked onto any cover, really. They're just kind of moving around, moving around. And I knew that in the in the tournament that if I make these right casts and like into the general areas that they should be moving into, you should be able to intersect them before they see you. So then the idea behind it is that, you know, because like, I fish a lot of rivers, so there are a lot of the rivers. Whenever you see them, Same. without them seeing you, you can really you can really catch them pretty easily. You know, um, so I took that same mentality into like Wiley. So you know, if I if I make that forward cast before I see them, then I'll I'll pick them off. And you know, Lake Wiley right now was I think it was down maybe about three or four feet. So like a lot of that cover that's really really shallow, it's off the water now. So there's nothing there. Um, I found some key fish on like those boat lifts because I knew that that's going to hold a little more water. Than uh, the very shallow parts of them, so I keyed in on that spot and the like the, you know, just the bare banks that they'll pull off onto. So that's kind of what I looked for. So a lot of it is, so like my what I usually think is a lot of the time when I see them roaming, I've already like basically blown my chance because I've got in too close. Kind of like if you're like sight fishing, you mm -hmm. know, pre-spawn and spawning fish. So like you said, fishing rivers, and I do that a lot. It's kind of the you're attacking it where it's supposed to be before they ever even have a, exactly. a chance to see you. Mm -hmm. So I, I, okay, I got you now. And I think Tim has something else going for him that a lot of us don't. And there are guys who are going to disagree with what I'm going to say right now, but we pedal. So we make noise. We run fish finders, believe what you want, but we're making noise with that into the system. Tim whooped our tails with a paddle and no graph. So, <laughs> Whatever we're putting into their environment, he was not. So where if I pull up or a Hobie pulls up kicking water everywhere, Tim's sitting there dead silent. So our roaming fish might be roaming because they're leaving us where Tim's were sitting there chilling and he was able to sneak up on them. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That is yeah. like uh, another thing was, I, just, I can vouch for that, dude. Mm -hmm. The stealth of a paddle. Uh, yeah. you, and you can get, especially if you're not in like a loud color boat and you've got the sun like how you want it, yep. you can get ridiculous close to fish like that. Yeah. Yep. And another thing is, I was also, whenever I was really, really shallow, I, did, I put my paddle away and I was push pulling. Um, 
you know, I had to, I'll try and stay as shallow as I can and really just lock down and then just, you know, let the noise of the, you know, all the, like, I wanted to acclimate to the environment that I was in. So I kind of just sat there. Uh, I, I could have put the fish finder on, but I was like, you know, all the fish are shallow I'm looking at. So I just, I said, I'm not going to put it on. So I that, it on. Yeah, that nine times out of 10, I'm using mine for like graphing as I get to the super shallow mm-hmm. and water temp. I, I don't know why I've spent so much money on that stuff as little as I use it. <laughs> And like like you're saying about the noise, anybody that doesn't think that's true, stick one in a bucket of water and just listen. Yeah. You can hear it ping. And when you're up, if when, once you're getting shallow water and the ping rates are faster because it's reverbing so fast, it's gotta be ridiculously annoying for them. When I bed fish, I shut it off. People don't even take it when I bed fish. Shut it off. Yeah. Don't tell me it's not making noise. I know it's making noise. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't take mine this weekend, but that's because I was having issues with old Ray Ray. (laughs) I spent like two hours trying to get my graph. I had a cable come disconnected. I rewired everything trying to figure it out. I'm I'm sorry, Ray Marie, and I'm about to throw you in the train. (laughs) Come hang with the birds. I got rid of the bird for for Ray Ray. Another thing, too, too, with Lake Wiley, that place gets pressured so hard, too. I feel like if you do something slightly different just from the bass boats in general, like they, you know, they're making a lot of noise too. So just getting yourself in those places that you can't get those, you know, those boats into, you know, that's, I feel like that was really key too. What, what boat are you paddling? I ride the Jackson Cuda HD. So nice. uh, up in the Jackson, you know, <laughs> do the Cudas like, I wouldn't say it's one of the crazy stable boats, but I know the Cuda is known as one of the best paddling boats. Yeah. Like in period, like, I, I can't stand Jackson personally, and it's not <laughs> like I love I Eric love Jackson. I love a lot of the guys, but it's just I've never been super comfortable or happy in one of their boats. <laughs> and it sucks because I always thought I would land an Acusa HD, and then I used one and was like, damn, I don't like this. <laughs> You're like an hour from their, uh, from their place, right? Up there in Sparta? Yes, yeah, like an hour and a half. Yeah. And then Vinny, he's got like every native ever made. He has a whole fleet of kayaks. Hey, I'm working I on do. it. I got like five right now. I do. I got. Uh, I actually got rid of the ultimate propel. My wife was not happy with me, but I was like, either fish more or I'm getting rid of it. And she was like, I don't have the time. So I was like, I'm selling it. So I hooked my boy up. Um, but I do have a Max 10 on order for my daughter. So I'll have the Max 10, the Max 12, the Titan 12, and the Manta Ray propel. Have you got on the uh, Falcon yet? And the XC. Um, we gave a Falcon away before they were actually released um, last year in August. Sweet little boat. I have the XC. I, you know, personally don't have a reason to get in a Falcon, but if you're fishing moving water or you need a light, stable, do it all, little yak to throw in the back of the truck, the Falcon's where it's at. But I fish yeah. rivers like Timmy does. So, you know, he's in my version. It would be the XC. And uh, I'm just fortunate enough to have a bunch of pedals laying around that I get to use those in the lake. So, but yeah, that's it's a good boat. That's a uh, river kayak there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. Cool. So, I, what? How are you liking the 12? When do you, I, I've never understood that. When are you using the Slayer 12, Max 12 over the Titan? Like when so do you just my. My um my original thought, my sell to my wife was I'm going to keep the Titan for the salt. And then when I went to the salt the last trip, my buddy and I, Brad, 
rigged up the switch plate and all my lighting. And I was like, yo, dude, I want to use this now when we go this weekend. I'm not taking the Titan. I don't got any lights on it. So I ended up using the Max in the Salt. And man, it handled so great. I was like, maybe I should just sell the Titan. But it's so customized. Mm-hmm. And I do a lot. I take a lot of people out and I do a lot of demos. So for me, honestly, I haven't been in a Titan in a long time. But the fact that it's just taking up space in the garage, I have no reason to get rid of it. You know, it's not like it's a monthly payment or anything like that. So like this weekend, I'm taking four people out. And the fact that everyone is going to be pedaling is amazing. I mean, just think about how much better their day is going to be rather than me putting them in a paddle ascend or something. Man, I feel like you got to let people work their way up. I'd rather. Nah, not if they're paying to catch fish, man. Well, that's true. (laughs) So I'm. You guys, if you don't know, my wife runs a, a really amazing high school here in Charlotte. It's a recovery <laughs> high school. They do a really big event uh, every year. It's called their gala. And um, we raffled off a a guided tour on Lake Norman for up to four people. And somebody paid a pretty, pretty penny to uh, come out fishing with me and get them in some pedal drive. So we're looking forward to it next Saturday, raise money for a great cause. And that's so it just helps to have a lot of boats on hand. Really cool. Can we get the scoop when the new Titans are coming out? Why would a new Titan come out? Because it's uh, how long's how long's that been going? They have to have a new one coming out for too long. I honestly believe the Titan is a great platform, and I've owned one at Titan Twelve. I, I love that Titan Twelve. There are things I like about the Titan more than I like about the XC. Uh, I'm not the XC. I'm sorry, the Max, but. For me, if you're tournament fishing and you can get in a boat that is stable and fast, that's the ticket. So I gain, you know, I was hitting 4.4 on Saturday in my max. You're not hitting 3.9 in the Titan. So for me, that half mile an hour, if I think I can beat another brand, I won't use their name, to another spot, it's worth it for me to be in, in the max. So... I've gone, I've done four and a half miles an hour for 1.3 miles. I was dead when I got there, but the fact that I could do it is important to me. Um, I am considering putting a motor on a kayak next year. I'm probably done fishing in my own series as big as we've gotten, and I'll probably end up putting the motor on a Titan. So I'll have an opportunity to motor on one and pedal on the other. Well, I'll tell you, you should aim for 4.8 miles an hour because I got my butt handed to me by a guy pedaling a Hobie 14 360 and he held 4.8 for 2.1 miles and I was running a motor and he still beat me. Well, that dude is a maniac. <laughs> oh, no. I don't even think our best angler can do that. And it, it was an older guy and I give it to him. I'm not, it was not mad because when he got there, he couldn't breathe. And I was like, well, at least you worked for it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's awesome. That, that is that's a very high speed. I've not heard him go that fast for that long. That's that's impressive. There's I've nothing. never been gapped that bad in a kayak. Yeah, like in the two miles, he had put probably 150 yards on me. Oh, and he he got 100 of those yards in the last quarter mile. Oof. Like he just started, like I could hear him grunting. <laughs> he just started kicking <laughs> Because I was catching him. I was like, oh, he's getting winded. I got him now. <laughs> and that adrenaline left. boost hit. That's crazy. That's I mean, that, and that's important, right? Because if you have a spot and you want to start at that spot, then I told my friend, I'll shout him out. I told Tyler at the ramp. We were launching. 
we were talking and we ended up realizing we both found the same fish in practice. And I said, hey, man, I'm starting here. And if you want to start there, I will race you. And he looked at me. He said, we don't have to race. And he's in a Hobie 360. He probably would have beat me, but I would have raced him. It would have been a dead on sprint because it wasn't far from the ramp. I'll race you in a shopping cart. I mean, well, <laughs> listen, I'll go to spot B if you beat me to spot A, but I at least want a shot at spot A, you know? That's right. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't even talk of like splitting the fish or anything. It was just you or me, me and Maffer. <laughs> for spot one, for spot one, it was I'm either getting there or you're getting there. And but you're he was cool. Slips, man. What'd you say? I said y'all are racing for pink slips, man. I'm getting your spot and I'm gonna take your boat home. <laughs> no, but me and Tyler, you know, we've been friends for a long time. He's a Hobie rep here. I send him a lot of business. He sends native business. Um, we found. I didn't even talk about my tournament day yet, but we found the same set of fish on about, I don't know, a mile and a half, two miles of lake, just straight down main lake. And uh, we found that out in the dark at 515 in the water. And he was like, yeah, man, I caught him in practice. I was like, I'd smoked him in practice. I said, so are you doing this or this? And he's like, well, what are you doing? So I said, I'm going to race you to the point. If you want the point, you got to beat me. And he's like, man, you can have the point. So, <laughs> if he's listening, he's that's where I caught my kicker, and the, the kicker was the difference in twelve hundred dollars or no money. So, how'd he do? He did well. He finished. I think he finished eleventh uh, or tenth, right out of the money. Uh, he caught he caught forty some odd fish, same as me. But um, honestly, that nineteen was the difference. You know, everyone had sixty two, sixty three inches. If you could get yourself up closer to seventy. You went home with some money. So that kicker, like Timmy said, Timmy had a 20. I had an 18.75. Those fish were the difference that day. So Miller's kicking himself right now. Nah, we, we joked about it. He's a good dude. Well, if he goes I, back uh, and listens to this and finds out that the Hobie 360 will do 4.8 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, that's fast, man. Tim, what do you paddle at? Well, you know, I don't even know. I really don't. No electronics, <laughs> man. Yeah. Whooping our tail, he don't even have GPS. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> Killing me, kid. I think that <laughs> we'll just have to race. Say, we'll just have to race. <laughs> if I remember right, the Cuda is good for like four, four, two, something like that. You're that's out of your mind. Not the HD. Not the, no, yeah, not the HD. The no, I'm thinking the the OG Cuda. Yeah, yeah the, the OG, OG was like this wide. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, mine's got some weight. Paddle stroke too. Yeah, the HD does not. It was built for moving water. So. You ain't Eric Jackson. I seen that man go. I mean, he, he does things <laughs> I can't read. I seen it, dude. I, what was it? Uh, where were we? Seminole. Me and him, <coughs> me and Eric Jackson were practicing at the same launch. He come paddling in. <laughs> that dude was cooking, man. <laughs> I've never seen somebody paddle that. I mean, you can tell the way that man paddles and the way I paddle. We're doing yeah. Different. He's trained. He <laughs> I mean, he's an Olympian. I get he's good, but I didn't realize the difference in between what he does and what I do. Daniel's age gap. Like, no, hey, he ain't that much older. Than me. I mean, I'm 42. He I have no. I, I feel like he's probably like mid late 50s, isn't he? Is he? I don't know. I don't know. That dude is in shape. Though. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So what? Was he in the Apex? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I can, I mean, yeah, I can speak from experience that boat flies. Yeah. That flies. That was on plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buy one now for twelve thousand yeah. dollars. <laughs> no, man, you couldn't get the first one for twelve grand. 
How are they going now? They dropped off the map. Anybody buying them things for super young? I think he's done reached to the point where the clients are so got so much more money than all of us in this little world that we don't hear about it anymore because we don't have millions. Yeah, I I never understood. I never thought we were his market anyways. I didn't understand why he ever tried. I'm sure he's making them for like Bill Gates and yeah. If you want to have the best kayak on a super yacht and the most beautiful kayak with your custom whatever. And then occasionally come down to a Hobie or a KBF event and smack on some folks in it. (laughs) Hey, man, I'm. Look, he beat me. He's faster than me. <laughs> I'm just holding out for the hope that one day there's a used market for that thing. Yeah, for 8,000 used. I'll trade in my backup car. Hardly used. Been in the water five times. How come every kayak for sale has been in the water five times? What? Yeah. <laughs> no, you like, know, the ones that get me, the ones that get me are fully rigged boats, never been in water. Never been in the water. Why'd you buy <laughs> Like, what the hell? This might buy. I'm. I'm warning you right now. If you ever buy one of my used kayaks, I don't put a keel protector on there. No, I, I, I see people in forums all the time. What if I get this scratch on my kayak? I'm like, dude, I drug mine across the road going. Over. <laughs> the bridge was too low. I drug that bitch across the road. I don't care, man. <laughs> hey, if it gets a hole in it, that is what it is. I'm gonna yeah, get a new kayak. It's hey, cool. that's you. People can honestly take my review on a kayak because I'm not going to baby it. And I see a question from Chris Marks: Didn't I break the apex? No, Luke Turner did, and he's in the comments. He broke. How'd it. you break it? How'd he break? They had the torpedo epoxied to it because we got first demo. We were the first people outside of him and the developer to mess with it. So he glued it to it so that we could like. You had to wrap the steering cables around your toes. You held the throttle in between your legs and you set the paddle in your lap. Now, granted it was super windy and a lot of current and that boat was still almost touching six miles an hour against the wind and current. So we were all playing with it and then Luke jumped in it and he got it marred up in some grass on Wheeler. So you would just bump it in reverse to clean the prop. Well, he bumped it in reverse and the motor flew off <laughs> out in the middle of the lake. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So we're all sitting there like, oh, this is going to be good. So Luke lays on the front of the the apex and swims it against the wind and the current to the paddle and the motor because he dropped the paddle. So Eric was about to jump in and swim to him. And then they were like, no, get the camera. Check this out. Because he he was making headway against a headwind and current with his hands on that boat. That boat cuts the water. It is insane. That's crazy. Cut your bank account too. Yeah. All right, so tournament day. Since we uh, have we, been we are going way to rabbit hole. Uh, Sorry, we'll, guys. We'll start with you, Vinny. We'll start with your tournament day, man. My tournament day. Um, That's like race threatening a guy <laughs> before tournament even started. <laughs> so I was going to say before, the amazing thing about our sport is if TJ was here, now, Tim, I'll be honest. I don't know what you caught your fish on. I think I know where you were, but I don't know what you caught your fish on. Um, but I'd be pretty confident in saying that the top three, Tim, TJ, and myself, did three completely different things in three different areas of the lake. And we're sitting here talking about being top three in an event. And I think that's the amazing thing about our sport. So I don't get a lot of time to pre-fish anymore. 
And honestly, I told myself I really wasn't going to put much effort into the rest of the season. I was kind of making my curtain call and making my rounds. But I had a free Sunday last week, so I went out. Of course, it's 80 degrees and absolutely gorgeous. And I take my co-commission out, and I'm like, yo, let's just go rip some lips. Um, I end up, we end up sticking and losing most of 10 fish in the first 10 minutes on a on some top water on a point. And I'm like, okay, hey, real quick, let's go to the back of this cut. And I, I make a great cast with the top water in between a pontoon and a jet ski. And I pop it one time and a 20 and a half largemouth eats it. So I'm like, damn, I needed that fish next week, but that's okay. So I end up catching 70, I think it was 71 and change. And that's what Tim was talking about earlier. So I tell Brad, all right, man, I got the pattern down. If, if this could somehow stick, I'll be golden for tournament day. Well, get out there tournament day, monsoon, um, calling for really bad wind, but honestly, the wind never kicked up. But pouring rain, cloud cover all day. And I kept telling myself, man, this is actually going to help me. I really need it to happen. I need the monsoon. I need the wind. I want to throw top water all day. Wiley is not like a Hartwell or a Lanier or a Kiwi where you can throw a top water all day. You know, we don't have spots that are coming up from 40 feet no matter what. So I'm out there and I get to my point and it's pitch black at first cast. I throw top water and I don't get a bite. Nothing. So I was like, all right, well, maybe I got to be able to see the water. So I go around. I'm just kind of killing time, playing defense on my spot. And it's kind of gray out now and you can see the surface. And I get that top water out there. Bam, fish on. Get it out again. Bam, fish on. I was like, oh, it's game time. So I'm working this point, working this point. I end up catching, I think I had eight in the first 15 minutes that I could see. And then I stick my kicker. Um, 18.75. So I'm sitting pretty. I'm at like 63 or four pretty early on. And I go back to where I caught that 20 and a half. And now it's six days later. And I put the bait in there and I flip a plastic in there and I flip a different plastic in there. Nothing. So I creep up on it. And apparently that fish was on a bed six days prior because there was an empty bed right where I caught her. Now, in my mind, I'm like, well, it's post-spawn. She's done. It was already spawned out. So I really don't know why it was there. Um, could have been a male, I guess, a really big male. But so I leave the creek and I already told the club this, so I don't mind exposing a little bit of information. My pattern was full on main lake. Um from the grapevine. I think Timmy was back in a creek the entire day. Um I never went into a creek other than to see that empty bed. I fished main lake points and maybe five main lake docks the entire day. But main lake points for about two and a half miles straight down the lake. And then I ran every one of those points back. And then I went about a mile back up and I ran every one of those points again. And I caught at least one fish on every point, all the way up to about 10 fish on the big point. And I threw top water all day long. I caught six fish on a, um, a rig, believe it or not. But those fish came in like 35 foot of water. Um, I caught two fish on a wacky rig, but they didn't matter. And I did catch one of my keepers, a 16.75, on a jerk bait over some brush that the hummingbird showed me, not the Ray Marine. Um, <laughs> I saw some they came up to about 15 feet. It's actually a pretty well-known spot, but I won't say exactly where it is. But a lot of boaters fish it, and I had never actually marked it. So I went by it with side scan and down scan, and I saw a bunch of brush piles coming up to about 15 feet. So I, I stopped, and I tied on a mega bass jerk bait um 
first cast, man, 16.75. I thought I was on the juice and I was going to be able to sit there. But it was the only bite. And it ended up being a pretty big one for me. So I ran all those points. And at one o'clock, I'm like a maniac. I was like, I got to get rid of one of these 15s. And I had a decision to make. Go to this point where I would catch fish all day or run a little bit to a big point. But it had like no water on it, like two foot of water. And I ran there and a couple casts in, I catch another 16.75. And that took me from like 65 inches up to where I think I ended at 67 and a half. Again, four fish. And uh, I knew I didn't have enough to win it. Well, I didn't think I had enough to win it. You know, usually you got to break 70 in QC. And um, but I was lucky enough to land in third, which paid five hundred and forty dollars. And I was lucky enough to win the elite side pot, which paid another six hundred and like twenty eight dollars, I think. So I went home with almost twelve hundred dollars, which was pretty awesome. Same as Timmy went home with twelve fifty. So quick question for you. No, not at all. When you throw in the A rig, were you throwing like on schoolers or were you just using it as like a search? Um, so, uh, <laughs> about to piss a lot of people off. You're about to get some comments on QC. You ready? Four out of the six came trolling it from point to point. So oh, I wasn't wow. actually fishing <laughs> it. I, honestly, guys, none of those fish added in. to the rules this year or something. It's in the rules. I mean, people hate it, but, um, <laughs> none of those fish weighed in. They were all, what was crazy to me and it didn't matter because I had no time to actually expose it. All my fish that came in 30 feet were largemouth. So every topwater fish, except for, I think, one was a spot. But all those fish that I came moving point to point or that I would stop and cast on were largemouth. So if I had figured that out earlier, I might have been able to actually put a deep pattern together and maybe get a real kicker fish. But at that point, it was like 1230 and we last cast was two o'clock. So I didn't have time to just sit there and all of a sudden try to catch fish in 40 feet of water. And it was an absolute monsoon at 12 o'clock. I mean, Tim can tell you, it was just terrible at 12 o'clock. You couldn't see in front of your face. It was raining so hard. So yeah, I did catch four of those trolling, two of them. So if I would see a little divot going from point to point, there'd be fish sitting in it. So I'd throw the rig out and just wait and then just reel it in nice and slow. And uh, that true South four by four, which unfortunately they don't make anymore is money man and uh they guys know that's one of my go-to baits so that I mega is legit though that hummingbird mega will tell you if they're down there for sure i i will nothing against like i loved my hummingbird it's just my opinion the raymarine is just you turn it on everything adjusts how i need it and then i go so there's not a lot of you know adjusting this and that but you cannot yeah. beat mega imaging mega imaging yeah. is ridiculous no, I went from Garmin. I had a Garmin 9-inch, and I, I caught a ridiculous deal on a Mega. I was looking at them, and then I found this deal, and uh, I couldn't pass it up. And the first day I was out there with it, messing around, I caught a 22-inch largemouth that I literally marked on the screen, and I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and I did the same thing in the salt. I was in some ridiculous current, and I saw a fish, and I was like, man, that's a big fish. I'm like, this could be a damn shark. And it was like a 28-inch red, and I was like... I would have nice. never been able to do that with standard imaging. There's just no way. Right. So. So what, one last question before we get to Tim's day. Crazy monsoon, what rain gear? Oh, man. I have no affiliation with anybody rain gear wise, but if anybody wants some advertising, this is your moment. 
Um, I'm using hook hook bibs and hook rain gear. But I'll tell you what, man, if it's just a light rain or you're in bass boat sprinkle or, you know, water's hitting you, it's fantastic. But for whatever reason, sitting down in a kayak, I just can't stay dry. I have no idea what gear I need, but I cannot stay dry. I was soaked to my bones by the time we left. I've had pretty good luck with Carhartt, and then Dan stands behind Gil real heavy. All day long. With who? Yeah. Gil. Gil. Okay, tell Gil to holler at me. I need to ask Lord. Absolutely. You know, at the end of the year, they have a sale every year. Like, I think it's 25% off or more. Gil, man, I, I'm not sponsored by them. And their regular stuff, like their uh, like sun clothes with a hoodie, that stuff is so nice too. It's, I mean, it's high dollar, but that Gil stuff, that is. Oh, good. yeah. I think, I, I think there's. I, I their suits the are like similar. I had the high dollar. They were not cheap. I got them on. They had like a crazy clearance deal. But I'll tell you, a normal rain, they're perfect. They do a good job. There's another guy in the club wears the same set. They do a good job. But I think it's just this sitting down and the water just kind of sits on you all day. And I think by five hours of that, it's just had enough. I I don't know if there's any truth to it. One of the guys I was talking with about at one time said that when you're sitting and it's constantly raining, you know, like your body heat and there's like trapped moisture in between. So the layers, basically you're wetting the layer from the inside. That's your and That's <laughs> only occasionally, but that basically you just, you're wetting the inside as the outside's wet and then basically just soaks through. I mean, that, it makes sense. I, I, I don't know. It's the only thing that's made sense because I, I have I, like frog togs. Yeah, I wonder. I have always bone dry. All right, no I guess matter, I gotta, no matter what, I'm, I'm I guess telling I gotta Mike, invest. I don't know. I, I got the Carhartts, and then I I sold Adam Riser on the Carhartts, and he's put them through some crazy rains like that too. And, uh, you know what would be great? great if it would just not rain for a Queen City event? Wouldn't that be something <laughs> else? It would be ours this weekend. We had to change it from Saturday to Sunday because it got the storms. And See, we, and, you know, it's that's hard to do. A lot of people can't fish on Sunday, you know. Well, this is the first time that it has affected the cult. Usually, everybody is it, they're just all in, you know. And uh, Norman was nasty. We had 108, I think, and it was brutal, brutal. 30 degrees and pouring rain. It was brutal. And uh, but this is the first time I had to give 14 refunds on uh, Friday evening. So this is the first time the weather has actually slowed us down we were averaging 125 anglers a month and we had 81 which is extremely small for us over the last two seasons but you know what this is what i tell the guys who who had to fish an 81 person event first place is guaranteed money that money's there whether you beat 20 people or you beat 150 people so yeah it'll be 1500 if there's 150 people but i don't really think tim is complaining about beating 80 going home with a 1250 dollar check so <laughs> You know, the money's guaranteed. We have amazing support with the club. And uh, we added a little bit of already, right? We've added a little bit of shit talking with the elite stuff this year. So if guys want to jump in, it's it's seventy five dollars. And essentially, it's a winner take all side pot. And I've been lucky enough to steal that twice now. I don't have this month's plaque. Uh, so beautiful. Yeah. 
Nick's doing a really good job. I'm sorry. Now I'm promoting, but that's uh, <laughs> shot, Nick's man. doing a really good job on the, uh, on the plaques. So pretty excited about that one, but Tim's going to Big My club can't get the little three dollar dinky ones together, and, and y'all got. I see all them every time you come on. I see all them nice plaques in the back, man. Yeah. <laughs> man you you run that club right, man. I'm telling you. I appreciate it, man. If you need a hookup for a trophy guy, let me know. We'll get you in contact. He, he ships, so he's doing a really good job. Need one. Yeah, you man. need one? Oh yeah. I was talking about that with a guy today, and I need to find because a lot of the guys just go to like the baseball and football stores and stuff like that, little sporting goods stores and get those I mean, basic old brass with yeah. a fish yeah. on it. Man, that ain't cool Wait. no more. Tim, I'm going to steal your light for a second. Hang on, buddy. So this is where we started. <laughs> Look at that. That's where we started seven years ago, right? Yeah. We can't even get that. <laughs> I, I want that life. You don't even have to upgrade me. I'm happy with the first one. Mark, Mark did our trophies for a very long time. Look, I actually won Lake Wiley one time too. <laughs> um, <laughs> these, these are amazing. We we really love these, and I got approached by Nick with these, and I told him straight out. I said, "Look, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I love these, and I'm not going to make this decision. This this is my club, but these are my anglers." I said, "I'm going to put it to a vote, and if you win the vote, you can earn my business. If you lose the vote, thanks for trying." And it was almost unanimous that we went with these. Yeah, so yeah, he's he's got this acrylic that he's filling in here. He does the, the custom color QC logo. You guys know I love some color, if you can't tell. Yeah. Um, and this, Josh Swaney designed this awesome elite logo. I was sitting on Lake Hickory one day, and I was like, dude, I got this crazy idea. Can you make a logo for me? And he whipped it out in like five minutes. And it kind of sat in a folder for two years. And we brought it to light this year. So. It's been fun, man. Having a good time. The guys are having a good time. That's really all that matters. I don't. I don't matter. Cool. Timmy, how about it, boy? Yeah, man. Tim, uh, tell us about your day. All right. So I guess I'll start with a little practice. But you know, I kept. Uh, I wanted to go on the lake like a week before, even a like two weeks before, just to kind of get a, a feel for what the lake's fishing like. But I got stuck with the river because man, there's some giants fishing right now. <laughs> there's some giants out there, man. But uh, I, I kept there's going. No rivers in Charlotte. There's no rivers here. Shut up. Yeah, there's no, there's no rivers. Yeah, yeah. It's, no rivers it's, here. It's in the upstate, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I got caught up fishing in other places and stuff. But I finally went to go check out Wiley, and then we had that cold front. Like it was like that pre-front getting ready for that cold front. It was cold morning. It was like 35 degrees. And I was like, man, this thing's gonna suck. <laughs> like, and then I went out there. I mean, I was fishing kind of quick for practice, kind of just looking. But uh, I saw a lot of cruising fish, not a lot of fish caught. I think practice, I think my biggest fish I caught was 15 inches. Like, it was tiny. And I was like, man, it's going to be a tough one. Um, so a little expectation going into tournament. So that night of, I was like, man, we just can go out here and we're just going to have fun. We're just going to go fish. So uh, start out the morning. Um, we got there because – uh, the, the park opened at 5.30, so we had to get out. We had to get there right at 5.30 pretty much to, to launch in first. So You launched with me then? Yeah. yeah. I, I got in before 5.30 somehow. But Oh, well, I got in at 5.30. <laughs> so, I, thought you were, I thought you were at the one further in. So we were oh, at no. the same ramp. We okay, the same so yeah. I misspoke on completely different areas. We were at the same ramp. But, but I think I was fishing a different area, though. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, 
but pretty much got in there. Uh, the right area turned out to be right. Be the right area, yeah. So I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I you can raise your point. He's he's got the one in front. <laughs> yeah, he's got the area. I don't have the area. It's <laughs> good. But yeah, pretty much uh, launched in five. I think it's like five forty-five and started paddling. But I was actually surprised because there's a lot less kayaks than I expected in our area. So I was like, oh, okay, well, we're going to have a little more uh, space to fish. But um, got in there. But then as soon as I got to the first point, it was like 6, 10 or something like that. And then the boats launched like literally 20 minutes after that. And I just, you know, they they were ripping around through. And I thought they were going to go right past us. No, that dude went right into the freaking pocket that I was going to go. And I was like, oh, my God. There's like three boats going there. I was like, oh, my God. So I said – it was like seven o'clock and I didn't get a bite yet. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to leave this spot. I'm going to make a good run. I'm, a, I'm not going to make a good run, but I was like, I'm going to make a decision to go into this uh, little back pocket that I found over there and practice that I seen a lot of smaller fish just to fill out a limit real quick. And I went in there super stealthy, you know, uh, push pulling my way in there. And I stopped and I waited for a little bit and started fishing uh, a little floating worm around. And uh, I happened to pull out two of my, uh, the smaller fish, the 16 and 16 three quarter. Uh, right off the jump, and I think, I think it was probably about eight thirty. Whenever I decided I'm gonna move out of there because I had two, and when I was going out of that spot, I saw a little boat launch. I mean, not the boat launch, the boat lift, and I knew that you know those spots are there gonna hold a little more water because you know, lake's down about two feet, two three feet. So all the shallow stuff that I like to fish typically has no water on it at all. So, I, so I I said you know I'm a pull up my little brush hog and start pitching around, you know, these little docks. I pitched around, pitched around, and I was going to leave that spot. But then I was like, you know, let me just pitch one more time. And then really far back, and I, I skipped it down there, and then boom, it hit. And I was like, oh, my God. And there's that 20 inch, and I was like, dude, that, that went a long way. And that started out my morning, and it was about 9 o'clock, and I had three fish. So I made one more run to fill out my limit with a little 14 inch. And I decided – you know, all the boats were running down that uh, that creek, so way far down. And I was going to keep going down, but there was just so much pressure on all the docks that I wanted to fish. So I was like, I'm going to make a, a little bit of an irrational run. and I'm going to make a, a run all the way across, which took about, I think, about an hour of my time just to go all the way back the other way. So I lost a little bit of time fishing. And when I was coming back, I happened to get into a little small, another small little creek or a little pocket that I went into. And... Um, there's little water there too, you know, like the only spots I saw, uh, I saw fish there the, uh, when I was practicing, but at that time it was sunny. So I kind of knew where they would be at. And I kind of just cast, that's when I told you guys, I was just casting far out just to kind of make sure that, you know, if there was anything there, I'll get it before it sees me. Threw it out there, uh, dragging that thing real slow, real slow. And then finally, boom, hit it. And that was my 19, which really secured the deal. Um, I know I felt like I really needed one more bigger bite. But it turned out to be enough because um, I fished here the last three times. I got second place. So I was like, I couldn't fall a victim to being too confident with myself. Like, oh, okay, I got More runner up, Tim. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know, I call myself the, the Aaron Martins of, of fishing because <laughs> I get the second all the time. <laughs> have you not won any of my tournaments on Wiley? Nothing? I have not. No, I got second. I really thought you did. No, I didn't. I got the second. Uh, the very first time I fished, I think it was like 2016. And then, wow. and then I fished that, uh, I think it was Kikes and Greenback got second. And then I fished the, the other one got beat by Tim Sabella. <laughs> so, well, we've all been there. <laughs> so, yep. All those times. Good work, man. Good work. 
All right. Did you catch any spots? I'm sorry. Did you catch any spots? I caught a nine-inch spot. (laughs) So there's that proves the point a little bit of what I was saying earlier. How they just they're just different fish and they just do different things, right? He's catching. Sounds like he's fishing fairly shallow, catching largemouth, and I'm fishing over 30 foot of water, catching spots, and just the way it goes. So the crazy thing is actually too last year, not last year, the two years back when I was fishing. Uh, it was because we had better conditions last uh, two years back. Whenever you know the yeah. fish were a little bit more predictable, they're gonna be more in that post spawn kind of pattern. And I was fishing main lake docks and same areas that I was kind of uh, toward the end of the day, I was fishing just to try to pull out one big spot. I was catching a lot of spots that tournament, but this tournament, I the biggest spot I caught was like a nine incher, and the practice I caught a six incher spot. I was like, I should do small bass. Yeah, you didn't go in small bass, $190, man. <laughs> But that's the only spots I caught the whole the whole time I was there. That's crazy. I caught forty of them. That's crazy. I love catching spots, though, man. Yeah, yeah. They they, they all give you a little fun little run. <laughs> all right. Well, we talked a whole bunch. We know y'all East Coast guys. It's getting late. It's ten thirty over there. Uh, but before we let you go, we always want to give you a chance. If there's anybody that makes fishing easier for you, uh, if you want to give them a shout out, you're more than welcome to. Tim, we'll start with you. Yeah, uh, well, first of all, I want to thank, uh, you know, Queen City itself. Just a great run, you know, uh, club. Uh, I think probably the best one in the art region, you know, because the growth we've seen, the the anglers you see, they're probably one of the best that you'll you'll see around this area. Uh, any of those big events, you'll see somebody from QC in there. So um, just great people there. Uh, but, yeah, overall, I just I want to thank everybody that, you know, the ones before that, that won Lake Wiley, because, you know, they kind of pushed me to keep trying. <laughs> so, yeah. That's awesome. And everybody who donated, donated to you. So <laughs> there you go, right? Yeah, thank you for your 1,200 binkies. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, Kamesh, how about you, man? Man, I just, I want to thank you guys for always giving us a chance to shine. You know, that's what we always say, right? Get your, get your shine on. So thank you, Paddle and Finn, for having me and the club on numerous times a year. I do appreciate it. Um, Huge thank you to all the anglers who do support Queen City. If you're watching this and you've never supported Queen City, uh, we'd love to have you out. It's just a $58 entry fee with guaranteed money at the end of the day. Um, We are lucky enough to jump on with Hobie Bass Open Series and co-host another event this year. So if you travel nationally, you're coming down to Lake Hartwell, we'll be there. You'll have an opportunity to double dip and do both events at the same time and go home with God knows how much money. I don't know, twelve thousand dollars maybe. So uh, look us up on Facebook. Um, huge thank you to all the sponsors. I-, I was gonna set the banner up behind me tonight since we haven't had too much live action, but the banners at the tackle shop where we're gonna do the weigh-in. So maybe I'll come back later on in the season if you guys need somebody to fill a spot, and we'll get the banner up. But the sponsors are what make the club great. You know, I'm just the face that that's here, but the sponsors are what are guaranteeing money and bringing the food and giving 30 plus raffles per event. So we wouldn't be what we are without a full community of support. So I just want to say thank you to everybody involved. And of course, my wife for letting me run this crazy show that we run here. So that's my story. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thank you for being on. I'm sure we'll probably, I'm sure y'all are keep winning and we'll have you on again for too long. Y'all be good. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Thank you. All right, ultimate. Bye-bye. All right, there we go. So we have a ton of tournaments to talk about. Uh, it's that time of the year. Dude, 
I'm gonna have to move this thing up to like 40 because this is a this is a tremendous amount of tournaments to talk about. Uh, first, we'll start off with if I, again. If I pronounce your name wrong, I'm sorry. You can send a strongly worded email to Jimmy and he'll read it. Um, first, I'll, we I'll send you a strongly worded email right back. <laughs> I'm terrible with names. I don't know why I do this. Uh, New York KBF Charity Tournament on uh, Hon. Honeo Lake, starting off bad already. 74 anglers. Mr. Serious Angler uh, podcast himself. Y'all don't listen to it. Go ahead and listen to that podcast. Great. Uh, Bailey Eichbrett with 85 inches. Uh, Second was Paul Donovan, 84 and three quarter. And John Tomorrow with 77 and three quarter. And then there was the combined event with Clinch Mountain Kayak Anglers, Northeast Tennessee Kayak Anglers, Tin Cat and Tri-Cities. They were on Cherokee Lake, 47 anglers. Chris uh, Bummett won that with 86 and a quarter. Brandon Tomlinson with 85 and three quarter. And J- Jacob Berry in third with 85 and a quarter. Oklahoma Kayak Anglers on McGee Creek Lake, 72 anglers. Nathan Henthorne won that with 92 and a quarter. Michael Ring, 75 and a quarter. And Josh Barlow in third with 83 and a quarter. Natural State Kayak Anglers, their Central Trail. On Nimrod Lake, 34 anglers. Eric Morris with 75 and 51 that one. John Wofford in second with 96. And a tied third, Chris Hartman, would also with 96. Kayak Bass Fish in Tennessee had two-a-day stringer. Not sure exactly how that works, but it's two days. On Old Hickory Lake, 49 anglers. And you do not want to fish in, a, in this club because they have some of the best anglers there are. First place, Russ Snyder's, 99 inches. Second place, Joshua Sharp. 93 inches and third place Adam Riser with 88 and a half. Again, that club is brutal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. IAC out of Iowa, they were on Lake Darling, 30 anglers. Josiah, Josiah Meter, 84 inches. Jason Aceres, 76 and a quarter. And Matt Hines with 73 and a half. Nebraska, Nebraska Cackle Anglers had their Omaha Metro Classic, 67 anglers. James Francis, 79 and a quarter. Kevin Workman, who we were supposed to have on last week, right? Uh, 75 and a quarter. And then Alex Nizzly with 74 and a half. Central State Kayak Anglers had their Omaha Roadrunner. 35 Anglers, James Francis first, 79 and a quarter. Alex Nizzly with 74 and a half. And this was kind of a double dip, I think, where two different clubs, kind of the same area. And Rick Valed, Valet, Valdez with 71 inches got third. Moyak, they were the big tournament of the week. Uh, they were on Table Rock, 111 anglers. Jason Coleman, first with 92 and a quarter. DJ Williams, 90 and a half. And Ty Ward with two wise. Um, he had 88 and three quarter. Southeast Texas Bass League, they were on Choke Canyon Lake, that wonderful place, putting up giant limits. 58 anglers. And that's a place where, uh, what's a guy? What was a YouTube guy? Um, Millican fishing, he caught like a world. Oh, Reese Mill. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he had like a world record stringer or something on Choke Canyon. But uh, Tyler Howe won that with 102. Robert Adcock with 96 inches, and Andrew Jacobson with 94. Midwest Kayak Bass Club on Delavan Lake, 34 anglers, and the fishing sucked. It was a five fish limit. Nobody caught five fish. Nah, nobody. Uh, first place, Raul. Gonzalez, he had three fish with 50 and three quarter. Second, Jordan Hoppener, Hopener 
with three fish, 49 inches. And Jacob Ruff got third with two fish, 34 inches. Only eight people out of 34 even caught a fish. Uh, kayak, bass fish yeah, kayak bass fishing in Utah. They were on Sand Hollow Lake, 56 anglers. Shout out to uh, my girl out there running the club. But uh, Jody, Cody Henley in first with 85 and three quarter. Tate Brown in second with 81 and three quarter. And Adam McCluskey with 71 and three quarter. And this is, you can now see New York's having a tournament. Washington's having a tournament. So even Northern clubs are starting to turn on right now. The weather's getting right. And they have open water. So, yep, everybody's fishing right now. Washington kayak bass fishing on Black Lake, 34 anglers, Chase Odin, 73 inches, James Davis, 71 and a quarter, and Jordan Duggar with 70 and a half. Duggar, I wonder if he's one of those Duggar people. Isn't that the ones with all the wives? Or, uh, it's one of them reality, yeah. weird reality shows. Cincinnati kayak fishing on Acton Lake, 64 anglers, three fish limit. Michael Grimsley with 49 and a quarter, Chris Jaunch, uh, Great guys, we, we both of those big uh, supporters of the show, and we appreciate them. I'll correct you on that because I didn't know it. His last name is Yonk. Yonk. Okay. Did well, not know that. Does not look anything close to that. But no, it does. Forty-nine and a quarter, and Chris Anderson third with forty-six and three quarter. And That's Mister uh, Paint His Toenails. If anybody paid attention to the uh, Paddle and Fin Live show at Del Hollow, his kids paint his toenails for good luck. Must be working. He's having a good year so far. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, Peach State Kayak Anglers. They were on Lake Lanier, 67 anglers. Rocky Lee with 95 inches. Uh, Shetsy Hui with 88 and a half. And Rick, Ricky Long with 70, 87 and three quarter. So there we go. All the clubs. Congratulations to everyone. And uh, for anybody that's a bass nerd, like I know that Dan is and that I'm becoming. Did you watch Bassmaster at all and see Trophy Sunday 42 pounds and three ounces? No, I didn't. I, I watched some of the live during the week, but uh, he, I, mean, just I cannot remember his name because I'm drawing a blank right now, but he averaged eight pounds and two ounces or something like that. Oh, now I gotta know who was it. You just gotta go home after that and retire. Like, no, they, they were on Lake Fork. Lake Fork's, you know, full of donkeys, but. It popped up on my thing, 42 pounds on championship Monday. They won. Somebody had like a 35 pounds, something like that. Livesey. Yeah, there were a bunch Livesey. of giant fish caught. Yep. Livesey. Lee Livesey, he won with a monster limit on a 42-3. The third largest. It's the third largest five fish limit because Dean Rojas is number one. Uh, what was, what, what's the highest one? I forget. I don't know. It was down in um on Amistad, I think. Yeah, one of those border lakes down. At, it was either Amistad or um, what's a Falcon I, at Falcon? Actually, that's where it was. But um, yeah, it's fifty. I think it's fifty-two. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's just one of those. But I mean, it's the all-time. They've been doing Bassmaster since sixty-two. So I mean, that's a long, you know. To have the, man. All tens, man. All tens. Like even if it's not all tens, there's like a nine and like a fifteen. <laughs> like that's insane. Another tangent. Sorry, guys. We won't keep you all any longer. We appreciate oh, everybody coming on. It was a good show. We appreciate, it, and uh, we'll see y'all next week.
be safe out there and uh, wear your PFDs and be good to each other. There you go. Nice. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle in Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com 